Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Caroline. And this is The The Songwriter Songwriter Diaries. The podcast for songwriters by songwriters. Hello, we are in the studio today (laughs) with um, Ben Paisano of Corsicana. Say hi. Hi. Is it Paisano or Pisano? You know... (laughs) Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. It's it's definitely one of those things that I feel like it probably is and should be pronounced Paisano, but, like, just because of, like, generations of, like, my dad's side of the family being, like, Americans has, like, resulted in it just being Pisano. So it's, like, Ben Pisano. I don't know. That's how I... So I was right. I always say Paisano. But, like, that's probably... I don't know how much... But, like, who was right, Ben? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Caroline's always right. (laughs) I forget that we don't have a video, and so every action that I do can't be seen. Yeah, it's... It's fine. (laughs) Maybe it's it's best, you know? Like, I I do a lot of, like, pointless gesturing a lot of the time. Megan and I dance a lot. Keep your gesturing to yourself. (laughs) Maybe I will. (laughs) Why don't you start by telling us your story? The story of Ben Pisano. Paisano. My story... Um, I don't know. I mean, like, how far back do you do you want to go? <laughs> the year like, was nineteen ninety seven. The year was nineteen ninety seven. No, I I don't know. I mean, like, should I start at where like I kind of started doing music, or just like yeah. the start of like Corsicana, yeah. or how long have started you been music yeah. in general? Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I've been, uh, gosh, I mean, I've I've been like just kind of like singing for pretty much like as long as I can remember even in just like really like minor forms you know just like humming along and stuff like there was never any point where I think I just like started actively singing it always just kind of like felt like a thing I did um I was put in piano lessons when I was like eight and I hated them and (laughs) so same yeah I was seven but I still hated them and here we all are um (laughs) And so, yeah, I, I, like, bailed out of those and didn't really, like, have any interest in music again until, I want to say it was, like, 2010. I had, like, been doing, like, just, like, singing and, like, doing, like, little covers, you know, like, little YouTube covers, like, and, uh... Wait, can we still find those? No. Darn! For... Damn it. For the good of all mankind. (laughs) That you can't find those anymore. Uh, um, uh, But yeah, I I had been, like, on this swim team with some friends, and, like, the rec center had this, like, game room, and so we would go there, like, before and after swim team practice, and they had, like, rock bands set up. And so, like, I would just, like, pick bass, because it was, like, guitar but easier. (laughs) And, uh... And eventually, like, I don't know, just, like, the thought kind of dawned on me, like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, what if I, like, actually learned how to, like, play bass or something? I don't know. (laughs) Um, So that same year in, like, October, I got my first bass. And I just kind of uh, did a bunch of, like, not a bunch. I did, like, three or four, like, different, like, you know, camps. A lot like... um, School of Rock, but House of Rock. It's like the Swallow Hill kind of version of it. Yeah. Um, And so that was kind of like my first real experience in terms of like, you're going to play music and you're going to do it live and you're going to do it with other people. And I was like woefully underprepared. Like I was not like 
you know, I did not have bass lessons really beforehand. I was just sort of like teaching myself stuff and like stuff that I sort of still knew from piano. I resumed piano kind of like around that time too, because I was like, it's probably like a good idea for me. How old were you um, when this all happened? 2010 was nine years ago, so I would have been like 11, to, yeah, 11, 11 or 12 or so was when I really started to like engage a little bit more. Um, but it was just something that I like enjoyed, you know, mm -hmm. and I was just fine with like doing it because I enjoyed it. I didn't really have any like plans with it. Um, 2011 rolled by and I like got to this point where just because of, you know, like, a friend that I was, you know, trying to be in a band with, like, he was just like, we should write, like, we should write songs. And that was, like, super daunting to me. Um, and I just felt like as a bass player, especially as one who, like, tended to, like, play alone, because I, I, I still didn't really have, like, a group of people that I was, like, playing music with. Um, it was hard to write, you know, and, like, mm -hmm. be this, like, standalone performer with, like, four strings and obviously like my perspective has changed but at the time it was like I, I can't write songs on this like I can't I can't perform like this uh so so like essentially like out of what I deemed to be necessity I picked up guitar um like exactly a year later um in 2011 and so guitar was pretty much like totally self-taught um i didn't do any other camps. I kept doing like bass lessons and piano lessons for a little bit. Um, but that was kind of like my introduction, right? And then high school rolls around and like, I just kind of like kept doing it, you know, and like experimented with like recording with, you know, my, um, my bass teacher, who was also the teacher of all those camps, Chad Zilla, Chad Johnson. Mm. He's a, he's a big, big guy in the Denver music scene mm -hmm. um as far as like the history of it and like behind the scenes he's just like been responsible for a lot which is really sick um and so through him like just our lessons kind of started like evolving into like well why don't we try recording stuff like that's always a cool step and like um yeah by the time high school rolled around I was like oh like I think I'm realizing that this is like my favorite thing and like the only <laughs> thing that like I really want to do you know what I mean yeah um mm -hmm. I don't know I'm sure you've both had that realization yeah. as well yeah. and like when it dawns on you it's just like oh and at that point <laughs> I just kind of like I don't know it's it's very like the progression makes sense like it's a very natural progression I just yeah you know, as I kept going I started writing more and mm -hmm. getting more comfortable with that and then just again out of like necessity and not really having people to play with like I kind of branched out to um I think it was like my junior year of high school so like 2014 I started like experimenting with like drums just because I you know couldn't find like a drummer and like programming was kind of weird and so I started to learn how to do that and like recording I just like couldn't you know be dropping all that money and mm -hmm. timelines were always really difficult with like other people and so I just started doing that myself and um by the time yeah by by like June of 2014 I like essentially like separated myself from all my old stuff and like renamed the project Corsicana and I was just like this is gonna be the vehicle for my songwriting like this is gonna be where my like 
creative energy is like mostly put into and like where my biggest efforts are gonna lie and it's just gonna you know evolve in whatever way it does whether that's more collaborative or it stays a solo thing but essentially I was like this is where it's all gonna go um and yeah I don't know I've done stuff over the years since then but that's like the condensed version of it yeah yes can you give us some info on Corsicana and that history and how you got your band and all that stuff yeah um Corsicana was definitely born out of like I said just like it was almost like this resignation of like I'm gonna have to do this myself and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I think on some level it probably, like, bummed me out and didn't do me, like, any favors in terms of, like, my, like, psyche at that age, you know? Just, like, I guess I have nobody to play with. Cool. Um, but I, I, since my freshman year in high school, had on and off been um, doing music with a really good friend of mine, and she's still in the band, um, Jordan Leone. And yeah. so, yeah, she, like, on and off had, like, kind of contributed and helped out and, like, played with me. And we had just, like, a really cool, like, mutually beneficial relationship where, like, I would... I kind of started, like, reteaching her some of, like, the fundamentals of bass, but then, like, she wrote some lyrics for early songs of mine, and then, you know, she would, like, perform with me occasionally, and so it was a really cool thing. Um, but aside from that, like, a lot of it was just, like, having to pull my own weight, and so with Corsicana, I was like, okay. Um, and, I mean, the name itself is, like, taken from a song by the Antlers that I really like, it, and... Um, the Antlers was kind of started as this project that was like solo but could move in any direction and that was my intention too was like I wanted to have something that was like flexible but essentially like I would like take to my grave if that makes sense like I never envisioned it as like this temporary project or like this band that like oh well if we break up like that's it like I fully intend on like using that name for like the rest of my life for like music that is from me mm -hmm. um however like weird or different it may get you know mm -hmm. um so that was the intention behind it um and it started as like I said mostly kind of solo with um sporadic inclusions of like um other people like Chad um, he played drums on some of the early stuff. Um, a friend from high school, Noah, ended up programming one of the, like, um, electronic drum beats in one of the earlier songs. Um, but really, I mean, it kind of stayed, like, Jordan and I for a while, and then eventually she, um, met someone on campus whose, um, boyfriend at the time was a drummer and like I guess happened to like similar music and that was like unheard of for me um so we like met him and got along really well and um he seemed to really enjoy the music and be really excited about it and so we were just like a three-piece by like uh summerish of 2015 mm -hmm. right yeah summerish of 2015 and um, it was great. We did like an EP release show and it was at the Mercury. Uh, and that was kind of the lineup for a minute. And then um, and then stuff kind of like shifted, you know, and that's where like the point of Corsicana like really kind of like it was reassuring to me that mm -hmm. I had formed it as 
it was because you know like shifts happen and like can, can I swear? Yeah. Can I swear? Wow. Ooh. We have had every single guest <laughs> ask that. That's and then funny. I would go, fuck yeah, you can swear. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, um, for sure. So yeah, like, I don't know, like, shit happens and life happens and, like, mm-hmm. you know, personal stuff happens. And so, like, Jordan left the band for a minute and then, like, my high school um, music teacher's husband, who was significantly <laughs> older than us, right? Because I was, like, what, yeah. eight, like, 17, 18, 19 at the time. And Amos, who was, um, like, 21, I think, at the time. Like, you know, this, like, 33-year-old is just like, all right, I'll be in your band. I'll be your bass player. Um, <laughs> all right. But it was everything. But it was great, you know? Like, it, it worked well, and he, like, learned the songs and put in a ton of effort. And, like, I'm always going to be, like, super welcoming of that. Like, if you're into it, then, like, of course I'm going to let you be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, we kind of, like, continued on with that for a while. Um, I think it was around, oh, God, we put out, I put out the first full length in, like, September of 2016, Um, and that was just, like, I did everything on it, start to finish, um, including, like, pretty much all of, like, the design and stuff. There was just, like, a cover element that Jordan had drawn, and then, like, everything else I did. The only thing I, like, outsourced on it was, like, the mastering. Um, mm-hmm. And that was just something that I, like, wanted to do and felt like I needed to do at some point in my life was just, like, be the sole, like, mastermind behind something and, like, mm-hmm. put something out that mm-hmm. just, like, I indulged, like, everything, you know? I was mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to write an eight-minute song, like, sure, why not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we um, – Jordan kind of, like – re-entered the band at one point I got my first tattoo which is how I met Melanie Steinway um and initially I mean I I didn't necessarily float the idea but after a while um especially like um Jordan kind of coming back into the band and um Ryan the other bass player leaving uh it kind of dawned on us that like we really needed a fourth member to like do a lot of the stuff that like we wanted to do and like mm-hmm. just to sound like better you know mm-hmm. like it can really make a huge difference especially if like I don't know like the way the guitar parts work and stuff like it just it makes yeah sense uh and so yeah eventually like I think it was my second tattoo I just like floated the idea by Melanie like pretty casually I was like yeah I mean I don't know we're like looking for a fourth member and you play guitar in a band that's like pretty like similar genre wise like you can do a lot of the stuff and she was your tattoo artist yeah that's awesome yeah super sick um yeah and she was like no I'm too busy I can't do that (laughs) and I was like cool all right I'll like (laughs) see what else I can do um and time kind of went by and we didn't really find like a lead guitarist like a good fit um and I don't know I hate the term lead guitarist if I'm being honest it's just like a second guitar player I don't know the parts are like yeah they look trade um but eventually Melanie was like hey I think I have time now like I think I can hop on board and I was like cool let's do it um and then just most recently in November of this last year we uh swapped out drummers um Amos just wasn't working out for a variety of reasons which is always like a bummer and it's never like it's downright impossible for me to just like ask someone to like leave a band I never had to do that before so Jordan was like 
really helpful through that whole process. Um, and then through her, once again, we met our newest drummer, Sumner, and like immediately was just like a fantastic fit. Like absolutely like one of my best friends, just like totally wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. but like, it's great. We get along super great musically. We're like always just like kind of in the same space. And like when we're yeah. not, it's in just like the most complimentary sense yeah um so that's that's how we've like ended up at the current lineup Um, that's awesome yeah yeah um that's kind of yeah and then i we put out the second record um second full length in january of this year where can they find that Ooh. um yeah so the second record (laughs) perennial is out pretty much everywhere but like you know spotify apple music itunes Bandcamp, soundcloud all the like big hitters it's there and all the little ones too um google play who uses google play you tell me i got money from google play the other day for the single i released obviously it wasn't anything but i was like (laughs) wait five cents using google play right now (laughs) we need to have an intervention that person like deezer isn't deezer another one yes like what is deezer i've never heard of it yeah but it's there it's listed yeah my I'm music's confused. there. Uh, I'm perpetually, like, confused by most things. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I feel you. There's just in a state of confusion all the time. <laughs> Who are you? Where are you? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, would you say that you're the primary songwriter for the, the project? Yeah, as of now, I have all the writing credits cool. <laughs> in, 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 the, in the band, which I think is accurate and fair, um... But I think there's, like, tons of room for that to change moving forward. And there's already been, like, kind of just ideas and, like, little demos and stuff that we've done where I certainly would not be credited as the only songwriter. And I think that that's awesome. Like, that's not something that I've really had a ton of experience with. Like, Mm -hmm. um, there's really only been one other project I was involved in where we, like, wrote an album together and released it and, like... um, that was a great experience, but it was like really the only time I'd successfully written collaboratively and it went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you do all the recording for your band as well? Or has that changed? Um, I try to do as much of it as I humanly can while not compromising like the quality of um, <laughs> the end product, if that makes sense. Are um, we just touched? <laughs> Um, (laughs) so yeah I mean like the very first EP that I released as Corsicana is like two covers a really old song and like a new song Um, and that I just like completely did by myself every part of the process Um, and that was really one of my first actually yeah it was my first like release where I had done that myself Um, and I was just like I don't know like fuck it what's the the worst (laughs) that can happen if I handle it myself the second EP was recorded in part at uh Chad Zilla's Chad Johnson's um studio um but just like over time as and you know the funny thing is like some of those songs actually were started like being recorded like before the other EP and that's kind of what did it for me was like the timeline was just like taking forever and Mm -hmm. I mean like I just, like, I wanted to be, like, done with those songs. Yeah. So eventually I just, like, asked for the stems, and I, like, redid one of the songs completely at my house. And then the other three I just, like, 
redid some like guitar takes, redid vocals, um, and I like mixed them mm-hmm. myself. Um, and then the full length, yeah, hundred percent recorded just like in my basement in my bedroom. Um, there's a couple like field recordings that are just like from like around the house and like outside. Uh, and then the second album, I like, I wanted to do some like different things with it and like experiment more. So that one, mm. I did drums with um, Corey Kaufman from Gleamer, who mm. he's oh. just like an incredible, one of my favorite engineers, like easily. Um, and I mean, I just think like his drum sounds are like unparalleled. So I just, we did drums with him in a weekend. And uh, then I recorded and like produced um, and programmed the entire rest of the record um, from, yeah, like my basement studio. Um, and then I sent it all back to Corey to mix. Mm. Um, and that was my yeah. first time going like hands off with like mixing on one of my- <laughs> Was like, that hard for you? Well, and yeah, it, it was. Um, no, it definitely was. And it's, like, super weird hearing, like, someone else's, like, vision of your mm-hmm. work. Right. Um, and, I mean, like, yeah, I won't lie. There was, like, a ton of, like, conversation and a ton of revisions. And the, like, yeah. first drafts that I got, I was like, I don't think this is the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, we got there, you know, yeah. through, like, references and just, like, dialogue. It mm-hmm. got to a point where I was, like way happier with it than anything I could have done with it I think yeah um it's so hard that's a good feeling putting your music in someone else's hands oh yeah yeah. it's like no totally please don't mess it up (laughs) and it's it's even harder like having you know been mixing and recording through you know through those years as well and just like having to give it to someone else and be like okay, like, I know exactly what you're doing like don't fuck this up like (laughs) um you know just like knowing makes it like all the much harder for me too because it's mm-hmm. like oh why would you why would you like scoop the mids there like why did you put that reverb on that or like yeah why did you bury this and I don't know just like the specificity of it sometimes was just like I wish I could like shut that part of my brain off mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but overall like I said I ended up like happier with it and I am happier with it than like anything I could have done with it myself because mm-hmm. it's like the vibe I was going for yeah yeah that's awesome um but moving forward I think I and it depends there's there's a couple people that I like have in mind for future stuff that I might want to work with but at the same time I also really really want to try mixing one of my own records again and just like see what I can do with it yeah um so yeah I don't know it's 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 undecided as of now it's like very early stages for yeah, I mean, you just released a record. You don't have to worry about it. But, uh, you know, you just released it. It's like it. half a year old now. Yeah, it's but like, it's, t- like it's a toddler. It's a toddler. Well, yeah, time is running out. Well, yeah, not really. Six months is a toddler. When do you become a toddler? I think around two. two. Yeah. It's not even a toddler it's yet. It's not even. Yeah, it's, it's probably still considered a newborn. You're but fine. But the record cycle. But the record cycle. <laughs> I have something out within the next two years or I'm a failure. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. The pressures. <laughs> So, but you have your own studio. Yeah. Do you record songwriters in that studio? What's the process of that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love 
recording and I love mixing and I love like producing and engineering. I'd say mastering is a little bit like foreign to me, but I still like love giving it my best go and, mm-hmm. and doing what I can. Um, so yes, I love doing it with other people and like as far as like long term plans go, like that's what I wanna be doing as like work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not banking on the band like making it and becoming like a main revenue stream. Yeah. Um I more so am definitely moving in that direction with engineering though, where it's like I I wanna give this like the old college try. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, I've I've worked with, like, a variety of people in the past, and I've, like, worked remotely with people in, like, other states through this, like, website called SoundBetter, which is, like, really cool. It's, like, a virtual, like, job board, but for, like, engineers and songwriters Ooh, and producers. Oh, sponsor us. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've had, like, really, really cool um, experiences thus far, Um if if everything goes well and according to plan, I'm really excited to work with Sister Neapolitan um, <laughs> on an EP, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really like taking the time and effort now um, to kind of like renovate and um, treat like the space that I work in and like you know I'm buying like a new desk. I'm gonna buy like a rack to like put all the stuff in that's just like mm-hmm. sitting there on my table now like I've just bought a bunch of like acoustic foam and like panels and stuff so basically Ooh. like I'm I'm like investing in that's that awesome. you know and like yeah. really trying to make it like an actual recording space instead of just like it's my parents basement like you know what I mean because <laughs> yeah. that's the truth of it but like I also want to be doing that and mm-hmm. it's there's nothing wrong with using that space to do it so, yeah it's yeah. there right it's free it's convenient. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How would you say that you like help songwriters approach recording with you? Like, do they already have charts for you? Do they, you know, like, do you tend to help in that process at all? Or do you just kind of come into studio and be like, okay, play the song? <laughs> um, I kind of, you know, it depends on the songwriter. I'm super, super like flexible and open to different ways of working. I've found what works best is just like having like an open dialogue, you know, and a lot of the times like I'll end up playing on the records that I'm a part of. And I love doing that too. And as far as that goes, like I've traditionally just like, you know, I'll just like pick up the instrument and like play along and like just get it and you know, a couple minutes and mm-hmm. just be like, okay, like, is this working? Do you prefer this or this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've like tried kind of different sort of like processes, but I've just found that, yeah, like having an open dialogue really, really helps. And yeah. um, sometimes, you know, when people are like newer songwriters um, or just new to like recording and like producing and like making a record, like um, I find that, you know, they're a little bit like maybe not scared, but just, like, shy about, like, voicing their opinions about something that I'm proposing or, like, you know, being, like, no, like, I want this this way. Mm -hmm. So I've started kind of, um, you know, trying to be, like, really receptive of that and being, like, okay, like, I'm going to give you, like, two different drum parts over this one part. Like, do you think this works? Do you think this works? Like, does neither work? Mm -hmm. Um, And just, like, giving options like that is a style of production that I, I really 
enjoy because I, I think a lot of the time people like misconstrue it as just like you know like steamrolling and like mm-hmm. okay like I'm gonna put this bass synth here and you're gonna love it <laughs> and like and and you know I, there's there's something to be said for that and like if I have like a really strong opinion about something like I'll say so but like if the songwriter's like not cool with it then like I'm not gonna do it you know mm-hmm. and the other thing that's like great about having like a home studio and I also like wouldn't dream of charging hourly for this reason is like when you're you know at some high tier studio like typically you are paying like an hourly or a day rate even mm-hmm. and like there's so much pressure to just like get in get out and like have this final product I like there's so much to be said for like experimentation and just like trying things mm-hmm. and so that's like one of the main things I love about having like a home studio is you can just like record a like you know guitar part and if it doesn't work when you're listening back you can just do something totally different and like until you find something that works and you can really take the time to craft something that feels like intentional and like complimentary um so I I feel like as a producer I like just really want to like help the artists like kind of see their vision through which is a really like stereotypical thing to say but I do like mean it and at the same time like obviously there's you know parts of me as a musician that are like inescapable like I like you know atmosphere and I like texture and I like you know reverb and and you know subtle electronic elements and so I would think that like when someone chooses to like willingly work with me like they know that and know Mm -hmm. like you know like a metal band wouldn't come and work with me unless you know they wanted wanted to to switch their vibe right (laughs) yeah totally um and so I think like balancing that expectation that people have of me with also like no like I'm willing to like you know just try like be flexible and try some different stuff and like you know kind of hold back like different parts of myself as like a musician and songwriter to like really actualize the thing yeah you know yeah so what is your songwriting process my songwriting process. <laughs> Heavy hitter there. <laughs> well, it's it's been it was it was kind of similar for years. Uh, and that process typically tended to be like I would sit down with a guitar or in front of a piano and I would just like play. And I would just like just you know fuck <laughs> around on the neck of the guitar or all over the piano until I just like found something that I liked, like a very short chord progression. Mm -hmm. Um, And I typically at that point would like stop and then write like another section. And so I usually would craft like the instrumental first to a degree, right? Like I'd have like Mm -hmm. approximate like sections, um, but like not, you know, specific lengthwise or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, I would kind of start crafting the lyrics and and that's where it like gets a little bit like hazy and song dependent is like mm-hmm. I'm always just like thinking about the other parts right mm-hmm. like um I'm always thinking about like oh like what if the bass line did this and like what if the drums did this and so a lot of the time like I'll end up with like voice memos on my phone where it's like you know like guitar like verse guitar like chorus and then it's like drum part like bass part like <laughs> you know it's yeah. just like all this like stuff floating in the ether but like still no lyrics Mm -hmm. um lyrics are definitely the thing that I like struggle most with uh and it usually takes me like a couple months 
like sometimes more to like write a full set of lyrics for like a single song mm-hmm. um, and there's been like notable exceptions there's been like two songs just across like the two full lengths where like they just like wrote themselves in like 30 minutes I love it when that happens yeah, yeah. it's kind of scary though because they're like yeah. where did that come from yeah Totally. Well, and sometimes you do that, and then you listen back, and you're like, well, this was shit. Why did I think this was good? <laughs> yeah, but like, then you're oh, also totally. like, I obviously had to say this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. There was something there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. So those moments I'm always, like, super, like, appreciative of and, like, stoked over. Um, and that, that was kind of my process for the longest time. Recently, I've been, like, actively, actively trying to, like, get out of that box Um, and so I've been, like, experimenting more with, like, sampling or, like, starting with drums or, like, um, just, like, starting with bass and just, like, seeing where it goes or even doing, like, lyrics first. Um, and so right now, like, the process is pretty, like, I mean, I I don't think I have a process right now. I think I'm just trying new and different things and, like, I've written some songs that are just yeah like I wrote the guitar parts and then the lyrics and like those came out relatively quick and then you know I've got some songs where it was like I'm gonna play these like three chords on piano and then like reorganize them and like time them differently by like sampling them you know and like running them through like a um this like cassette player that I have and you know then I'm gonna play drums to that and like there was Mm -hmm. one song where I just like I had um I I was borrowing this like bass and I was like well if I'm borrowing this like super high quality like amazing bass like I should just like try and do something with it yeah and so I just like started with like this drum loop that I just like programmed on um my OP1, which is an amazing device, by the way. Uh, <laughs> sponsor us. Uh, sponsor my t- t- teenage engineering, please, please. Uh, and uh, I, so I started with like that drum loop, and then I just like played these like bass kind of notes to it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I like did keys and then drums, and I just like didn't really do guitar. I like played a guitar chord and then sampled that, and then like pitched it a bunch of different ways, and then like quantize it and like you know so I've, I've just been trying like weird stuff lately because yeah. I, I want to like get away from just like writing the same thing over and over again and like I want to be able to do different things yeah, yeah. you know branching out that's, yeah I feel like that's important and we're always evolving as musicians and songwriters. yeah yeah exactly. I feel like it's also uncommon I mean maybe not maybe just the people we've talked to in the past mm-hmm. but I think that it's uncommon to like the lyrics are kind of lesser Mm. than the instrumental yeah that's very uncommon because to me i'm like i have notebooks filled with random lyrics and i'm like get to the piano and i'm like i don't know what to play (laughs) it's a poem you know (laughs) so i just no totally i don't well see i don't i would argue that like i don't think the lyrics are like less important to me or lesser to me i think in a way they're more important which is why mm. i struggle with them so much ah yeah mm, that's i think valid, yeah. i think i hold myself to like an impossibly and I, I do this with instrumentals too where like if i play a chord progression that i recognize i ax it like i just i don't do it i yeah. like if, if i recognize mm. a chord progression from another song i'm just not gonna do it yeah um and there's been like a couple exceptions because i like managed to like differentiate it enough you know or like i change the order of the chords and i'm like yeah this this works 
Um, but it's, it's kind of the same with lyrics, you know, if I'm like singing about, obviously we're all going to be singing about like the same feelings in, <laughs> in a variety of different ways, you know, mm-hmm. and like, um, it's for me, like, I, I, I want to be able to like say things about things, but in ways that like other people don't, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, I, like yes. I, I need it to be unique. I need right. it to feel like something that is like truly coming from me yeah. and is not like yeah. even partially plagiarized or like very middle of the road. Yeah. Um, What's your sign? I'm a Pisces through and through. It's not good. I Pisces know. brother. I'm yeah. a Pisces. <laughs> yeah. Freaking I'm like, everything you're, saying, <laughs> everything you're saying is so relatable. Like, I need to be unique. Yeah, I need no. To like, be different. I can't. <laughs> no, straight up. It's like, I can't put something out if it's going to just, like, sound like something else. Yeah, exactly. That being said, I think there's very, very uh, cool space for, like, illusion and like mm-hmm. reference like i like, definitely like yeah. have some like musical references to bands that i love yeah. in our most recent record and like i have a twin peaks like reference <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god twin peaks yeah no actually like if if um i play a song today it's it's in the chorus of that song it's like it's part of the speech that um mike gives uh to, it's it's like the monologue that when he first talks to Cooper and it's like, oh. um, I mean it. He's like, I mean it, um, like it is how it sounds. Mm. And so I've got that line and it's like, I mean oh. it like it sounds. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, like you know, like yeah. I I very intentionally did that and I'm okay with that. And that's like, there's a space for that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I can't just like you know, I like uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I've heard something before, like I can't can't go through with it you yeah. know what I mean yes. um but maybe I should one of these days I'm just like <laughs> indulge um, yeah. I want to hear this song yeah is it that time is it that time it we have one more question yeah, yeah. okay hit it hit it why do you write songs I write songs because I mean like I like it's it's like a it's like a form of catharsis for me and I also feel like it is the way I could potentially like express myself most accurately because there are words and there is also the music and the music evokes a feeling in and of itself. And so, and this will tie in nicely. So the song that I, I say prepared, but I haven't played it for like a week and a half. <laughs> um, but like the song that, I, I'm like gonna play and the song that I was just talking about parallax like to me that feels like right now the most successful instance of me like evoking a feeling and like communicating a feeling in the lyrics like simultaneously mm-hmm. and so like I listen to that song and I'm like oh I did good <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is rare it's yeah. very rare so you rare. know like I have that's a awesome hard though. time like listening to a lot of my stuff and being like yeah that's good it's more <laughs> just like yeah like all right it works but, like, <laughs> this song like I genuinely just like I'm like yeah like I think I like accomplished what I like set out to do and so that's kind of like why I write songs I'm like maybe it's like selfish um, and there, there is like a big part of me that's like, yeah, like I hope other people can connect and understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying and like, like sympathize with it. And like, you know, if someone out there is like, oh my God, like this yeah. song is saying something that like I just have not been able to express or that like 
just I felt feel like I have not been understood until like I heard this song like that would be amazing like yeah. mind blown like mm-hmm. I would be so so honored but I think it does like ultimately come back to just like I just have this like and I think it's a very human need I think everybody needs an outlet like a creative outlet of mm-hmm. some kind mm-hmm. um, like everybody needs to express themselves and I think it just comes back to that like I need to express myself in some way and I feel like this is the way that I do it best mm-hmm. when it works <laughs> you know uh, yes. yeah and I don't know I just like I have this like very like deep unexplainable love for music and every time like I hear a song that I connect with or that changes me in some like profound way I just like want to do that too you know like I want to do that and, and be that for someone else because I think that'd be so sick Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> crying up in the oh, crying in the club. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well. Um. What's the name of the song again? Parallax. All right. We will get into it. Ooh. Here we go. Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> I. This is like B first. Like, like. This is the first music of the day. This is, this is the first music I'm playing and singing today. So this can, this can be rough. Um, all right. The 
I didn't even notice. That's, that's good. <laughs> I until you make it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, uh... Calm down over there. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on the podcast yeah, and talking to us. I mean, we talk anyway, but now it's all recorded <laughs> and people can hear our weirdness. Yes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. It was super, super cool. And um, I loved getting the opportunity to be here yay we had a great time yay awesome well everyone go listen to corsicana and find um corsicana and uh, ben paisano on instagram and facebook and youtube and all the things um spotify give them a listen um we are the songwriter diaries and this is to season three Woohoo! Woo! bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs>